0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening. And thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli from milehighsticking.com with another episode, the podcast dedicated to your Colorado avalanche. And today on the show, we're talking about what to expect in game five. From the Avalanche side, from the Coyote side, uh, we're going to be talking about Nazem Kadri, obviously, uh, because there could be an argument. He is he. You don't want to say he's maybe the best player on the team because so I think that will always go to Nathan McKinnon, but maybe there's an argument that he is playing the best. Uh, so we will talk about him. We will have the press conferences after last game from both Coach Bednar. As well as Nazem Kadri and Kale McCarr, and kind of just look forward to what's going on with with this with this uh, series and kind of what to expect. So, first things first, follow the show on social media outlets. Follow on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche. Follow on Instagram, search for Lockdown Avalanche, and send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions. If you have been listening and have noticed after every game, I have somebody on the show. If you want to do that, drop me a line at LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. So some news coming out of the Colorado camp. Seems like Burkowski is good to go or should be good to go. Um, Bednar said... They don't have anything new to report. I mean, everybody saw the him take a shot, blocked a shot, and he got hit in his leg. Um, so there was no reason to really keep him playing. You you kind of were... You, you, the game was in hand. Why chance it? So probably got a really nasty Charlie horse and uh, a day off. Sometimes they're worse the next day, if, in fact, that's what he got. Uh, but he should be okay. He should be good to go, which is obviously good. Injuries have been... Obviously, well-documented for the Colorado Avalanche. I'm knocking on wood. Um, we've pretty much avoided them so far. So uh, we'll see how this these playoffs continue to go. And guys are going to get banged up and dinged up. I uh, just hope that it's not for long. Nemetsnikov, don't really have any in- information on him, so he's probably out. I haven't heard that he will be in. So, no new. I mean, if there's no news, you have to figure it's going to continue that he is going to be out. All right. So, what to expect in this game five. This is obviously a, a big game. Avalanche with an opportunity to wrap this up. And I think this might be easier said than done. And I think the Avalanche are preparing for almost that same thing. Um... If you kind of hear some quotes that they say, especially Nathan McKinnon, he feels, and I feel, you are going to get the, the Coyotes' best shot. This is it for them. There's you know, no more next day. Uh, one more loss, and they are out. So you are going to get their best effort not because of that and because you just embarrassed them. They were coming off of a pretty good high. After that game three win and the Darcy Kemper showcase, I guess, and uh, they 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 were they were feeling pretty good after that, even though they were still down two to one. But that was a performance that they were hoping that they could hang their hat on, and the Avalanche just went out and imposed their will. Like I said yesterday, they pretty much have been doing that this entire series. And because of Kemper, the Coyotes have been staying in it. And they pulled him at the third period, the start of the third period, probably just, you know, throwing in the white towel for that game and saying, all right, we'll just give you a little bit of extra rest. uh, And not, you know, the Avalanche were firing. So if they hung seven on Kemper... Then his mentality is just in the dumps going into this game. So you pull him, gave up four goals. All right, uh, and and you put him back in because he is your best chance, and you want him in his best headspace. Uh, and giving up four goals, albeit in two two periods, I think they're, they're they still have. They they feel like they have a chance with him in goal, and, and they do. I think. What the Avalanche got in that game, in in the game three that they won, and I said this at the time, is the best that they will get from Arizona. But Arizona has proven they can beat them, you know, behind a miraculous performance, but things happen. So it's twofold. It's Arizona is up against a wall, and they have no other recourse, and you just laid a touchdown on them. So they are going to come out firing. I think for the Avalanche, I think because of that... The Avalanche game is built on speed. And I think it still will be. And it might not even be noticeable. But I think they are going to play ever so slightly slowed down in the beginning. And I think the reason for that is because they don't want to give up any big play. They don't want to make any dumb mistakes that give the Coyotes an early lead or a lead at all because then if they do that then the Coyotes can go into defense mode which although it hasn't really shown in this series over the course of the year they they are one of the better defensive teams and if you give up a goal early or whenever to go down then they're going to go into that mode. They're not the type of team that will keep pressing like the Avalanche did and get seven goals, they're not built that way. They will get a lead and then protect that lead. So I think the, because of that, the Avalanche won't take any big chances early on. They will assess pretty much the the flow of the game. And if they can get one in first, like they did the other day, bonus. Now, you, now you're playing with the lead. But I don't think they're going to give up that lead and then let Arizona just play their defensive style of game, because then it's going to be a, a dogfight. And as we've, I mean, the odds are playing well, and they're scoring a lot of goals, but they're struggling to get these goals, with the exception of the 7-1 to one game. So, yeah, I think it's going to be um, a game they're want to, going to want to keep in front of them, and t- pick their pick their shots, and pick their plays, and and. You know, play their game. They're not going to get out of their game. But they're not going to want to give up anything that gets behind the defenders, which they haven't been doing. So I guess all in all, they just need to keep playing their game. Just make sure you're playing smart. And the Avalanche typically do play smart, but just don't overthink it. But just make sure you're playing a smart game. Because if you get down in this game, uh it could be... I don't. I mean, I, I hate to use the word the, the word catastrophic because you're you know an offensive juggernaut of a team, so you can come back. Uh, but there's been moments where Kempfer has shown that it's going to be tough for you to do that. So they, they don't want to get down. So it'll be it'll be uh, an interesting game. And then if they can get up, then you know keep the pressure on. Uh, but you don't want to get timid either. You don't want to just rest back and play defense. and Because that's not the avalanche game either. The avalanche game is go, go, go. So if you get the lead, then play with the lead. Uh, but if you get down, then you're pretty much out of your element. And now you're pushing the entire game. And as the game goes on and, and it gets into third period, if you're still down then, then you're pushing even more. You just don't want to get in that mode where you're down. Always the the. First goal is clearly always the most important thing. I think for this game, bar none, it is the most important thing. Because clearly every game, you always want to be that team that gets the first goal. But when you have a team that's fighting for their playoff lives, fighting for their season, they clearly want to get it. And when you're the Avalanche who want to put this team away, you clearly want to get it. So I think the first period in this will be a very interesting period to watch. could go either way. It could could be that both teams are fighting to get that first goal or it could be let's as far as the avalanche go I don't think it'll be from the, the coyotes cuz they need to jump out they they can't they don't ha- they're not in the uh, they, they they don't have the position to really hang back and let the game come to them they have to push so the avalanche got to be ready in the beginning for that and I definitely think they will be so who specifically could should we be looking at this game? Nazem Kadri, you know, it's been well documented how impressive he has been in these playoffs. And right behind Nathan McKinnon, these two guys are are one two. If say this was the Eastern or excuse me, the the, the Western Conference Finals and the Avalanche progressed into the Stanley Cup. Who would you give the Western Conference MVP to right now? Would it be Nathan McKinnon or would it be Nazem Kadri? You could make an argument for both, clearly. But, man, Kadri, I think he has to be in the conversation. Really what he's doing. And, and Kyle said it on the show yesterday. Uh, this might go down as uh, Joe Sakic's crowning achievement for a trade. Even though that we did those trade tree shows... And I mentioned the one about Matt Duchesne, which I would love to get to in the offseason. season. Uh, you know, this this could eclipse that just based on what Kadri is doing. If he if he is responsible for winning them a cup, uh, where does it rank? It doesn't really matter. I mean, in the end, it doesn't really matter because everything that Sackett, or yeah Joe Sackett has done with those two deals is completely paying off right now. Uh, But the Kadri one is looking mighty good. Mighty good right now. So I think because Kadri's been playing so well, obviously they're going to focus on Nathan McKinnon. And I think they're going to have to focus on Kadri because he's playing exceptional. The fourth line had an incredible game last game. Everybody had an incredible game last game. I think this is a game where everybody's talking about Miko Rantanen and Gabe Landeskog while they're playing fine, they're all-stars. Are they playing all-star level? No. But do they need them right now? No. But you'd like to see them kick it into high gear sooner rather than later. This could be that game. And I think it could be that game because I think the Coyotes' attention might be diverted elsewhere, such as always on Nathan McKinnon, and it has to be on Kadri. So this might open up for guys like Rantanen and Landeskog. Now, Rantanen needs to take advantage because he's had opportunities. And that one-timer that he is so known for, especially in the power play, just is not triggering well for him. This could be the game where he gets it back. So I am looking for those two guys specifically, maybe more Rantanen than Landeskog, to really... uh, if, If you want to make a prediction, if the Avalanche play well, Mikko Rantanen could be the first star in this game. I'll go out on a limb and say that. So my predictions are usually always wrong. So, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll look to see how they do. I think this could be where they turn it around. All right. So sponsor for today, built bar is back and they are back and they are better than ever. I have mentioned these guys on previous shows. They have an all new look, brand new packaging. They've changed their formula up a little bit. Uh, if you like their bars before, you're going to like them even more now. And I've talked in the past about how good they are for you. Incredible nutrition bar. But what I'm going to mention right now is a couple new flavors. All of their flavors are fantastic. They have, just to name a couple of them, a brand new carrot cake, a brand new cookies and cream, a brand new lemon almond cheesecake, and an apple almond crisp. If that doesn't get you going and maybe even carry you into the fall season, I don't know what will. Go to builtbar.com right now, fill up your shopping cart, and at checkout, when it asks for a promo code, put in locked on, and you'll get $10 off your first order. So make sure to go to builtbar.com and get some incredible protein and energy bars. All right, welcome back. So let's get to some press conferences after the game the other day, the seven to one victory. First, we're going to hear from Nazim Kadri and Kale McCarr, and then we will hear from Coach Bednar.
1: Yeah, Nazim, uh, you, uh, you certainly brought your A game today. Uh, Jared Bednar did say that uh, um, he had a little talk with you. Was you know well, I wanted to talk to you about games two and three a little bit? Uh, how personally did you take? Personally, maybe the wrong thing to say, uh, but how much did that sort of light a fire under you today? It looked like you had a, a real big fire today.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I just <clears throat> try to come to play and compete uh, every single night. You know, that's what good pros do and just felt like I didn't have my, my best game last game, so I just wanted to um, give it everything I had. Got a couple uh, nice breaks early and, you know, obviously, uh, you know, that, that makes the rest of the game a little bit easier.
1: And, uh, Kale, you had a great goal there kind of put them uh, put them away in that third period uh um uh, the puck came to you at center ice uh can you describe though the, the how you saw the goal uh coming on the play developing as i should say
3: yeah i think uh i think it was landy who just kind of got a stick on um one of their demons past pass to the middle and um i just saw it kind of open ice and nobody was there I jumped on it and um, everybody was kind of coming up ice, so my momentum was obviously going the other way, and um, I didn't even know it went in after the after the goal, and because uh, I think it popped out pretty quick. But um, no, I mean, um, their D men uh, was it was tough for him to get back, and I tried to just kind of go around him.
4: Thanks. Well, now take questions from Zoom. Just a reminder to please ask one question and direct your question to a specific player. First question goes to Ryan Clark.
5: Now this question is for you. I mean, everybody's talked so much about your postseason. How would you describe it, considering you've set highs in goals, points, power play points, game-winning goals, but more importantly, like, you've not had a single penalty minute, which was the question people had for you coming into this postseason. Like, how do you describe it all?
2: Uh, I'm not really sure I can. I just try to show up. That's really it. Um, just try to play as hard as I can. I obviously know I'm more important on the ice than I am in the penalty box, so... Just trying to show a little bit of maturity and, uh, you know, worry about the score sheet.
4: Next question
0: for Reef Dean. Hey, Nazim, I kind of wanted to piggyback off that last question. Uh, speaking of the penalties, not only are you not taking penalties, but it seems like you're drawing one or two every game. Could you just talk a little bit about that aspect of your game and how important that is for you?
2: Of course, I mean, I like playing on the power play. I know, I know Kale does as well. Um, we all do, we got a great unit. So obviously as, as, as many uh, penalties as we can draw, you know, the better. So just always trying to keep my feet moving and, and make it tough on defenders and, um, you know, seem to be doing a good job at that.
4: Next question, Rod Mackey.
0: Yeah, Kale, this one's for you. Um, Nathan apparently hurting his Lady Bing chances uh, out there today, but how cool is it to see your teammates come to your defense like that after you got cheap-shotted? I mean, they were all over the place.
3: Yeah, I mean – First off, I, I put myself in that position. And obviously, I, um, I don't want to put anybody on my team in a, in a point where they have to stand up for anybody else. And I, I, it makes me feel a little bit guilty, obviously, because I know I put myself in that um, scenario. But, no, I mean, to see you guys step up like that, it's, uh, it definitely means something to me. And I, I have a lot of respect for those guys, and I hope they do for me as well.
4: We'll take a few more questions here. Next one, Lauren Barra. Hey, guys, um, the power play was really going today. What, what was it that was working so well for you guys in special teams there?
3: I, I think uh, today we were just getting shots through. Um, we, were, we were able to get them to the net, and obviously Nas had a few, uh, few pretty good goals there just in the crease, and um, it's just going to come down to that these next, this next game here.
2: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think it's just simplifying and not trying to do too much um shooting the puck working hard to get it back i think uh, that's that's what makes us an effective unit and you know if we uh if our work ethic matches our skill i mean you know sky's the limit so we're really going to look to the power play and special teams in general down the stretch next
4: question kyle frederickson
5: Hey,
0: Naz, we were talking to Nate earlier, and he spoke about just how you really fit into this team culture with the abs and, and and have been a good locker room guy. Could you just sort of talk about the way that you've been able to blend into this group here so quickly uh, and become a guy, I think, who's, who's really seen as a leader?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think all the kudos, you know, belongs to the team. You know, just open up their locker room and just making me feel at home since day one, so I think they they've done a great job of that, and just you know, kind of embraced uh, my play and who I am off the ice. And of course, I've been around for a little while, so I try to take on more of a leadership role. And um, you know, just the team and the organization is is accepting me and just kind of allowed me to to do what I do best. So um, you know, that's something that's much appreciated.
4: And last question, Scott McDonald.
3: You know, so we'll stick with you on this one. Um, I mean, we kind of saw Oliver ekman for Arizona kind of, you know, you guys getting chippy a little bit throughout the game, um, and you you stayed for the most part smart about it, didn't take any penalties. What can you just tell me about that interaction and and, and how important it is for you to kind of you know keep a level head in these playoffs?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's part of my job, I think, is to try to irritate and get under people's skin. I think I've... Uh, you know kind of figured that out the last few years so the important part is just staying composed and and obviously staying out of the box as you said so just exchange some words I mean felt like he gave me a couple extra shots that were unnecessary and just felt like I had to let him know about it so that's just part of the game and you know it's something I'm always going to be around
1: it was you guys brought your A game today but uh you know, I thought everything got really started in earnest while your fourth line, uh, kind of a greasy goal uh, off Nietzsche's skate. Uh, honestly, how how important was that line today and how, how big have they been so far for you in these postseason?
5: Well, they've been excellent in the postseason. Um, you know, I look back on the games and they're consistently doing the right things, playing the right way spending you know the bulk of their time in the offensive zone you know they hadn't been rewarded until tonight for for some of their hard work but you know they do a lot of the heavy lifting in in on d zone face-offs as well and and, i mean we count on those guys for so much And, and i think all three of those guys take a lot of pride in the way they play and and the role they have on our team and it was really nice to see them get rewarded you know um, Nieto goal early, Calvert goal later on but it's nice to see them get rewarded for their hard work and, and you're right, they, they kind of have been setting the tone, doesn't matter which line we play them against or whichever line they try to match up against them, I feel like they've done a nice job in, in, in all their situations and um, we know also what they do for us on our penalty kill as well so you know lots of different ways that those guys uh, you know, contribute to our success.
1: Uh, Got to ask about Kale's goal too. It just kind of like stunned them and uh, turned the third period. It seemed like the game was over after that. Uh, uh, can you talk about that goal, and were you surprised that Kemper wasn't out there to start the third?
5: Um, you know what? I, I, the goal. The goal was. What happened is there was a. I think we stretched past it into the neutral zone. Um, they're deep pinched, and then. Um, I think it was Landy, you know, was trying to keep possession of and it gets bumped into the middle of the ice and, and Cale just happened to be coming up to tighten his gap and picked it up full speed and, I mean, we know how, how guys like him and, and McKinnon can skate and you get caught flat footed, um, you know, probably their D looking to go retrieve the puck that maybe was they thought was going to go by him and they get caught with the loose gap and, and standing still and you get a guy like Kale coming at you and it's... I mean almost impossible play for the defenseman and and for the goalie for that matter. But real nice job, you know, Kale attacking right at the D and and making a move and, and a nice move to finish it off as well. It, it it's a big goal because of the time and, and you know, start of the third period it kinda of took the wind out of their sails. Um, and my you know, I'm I don't like to get into other coaches' decisions, but it didn't it didn't really surprise me. It's been a lot of hockey. I know with our group you know, four games and six nights, finishing it up. Kemper just does an unbelievable job the other night to get him a win, um, a win that in my mind they earned. You know, by the way they defended and the night the Kemper had, and so to you know take him out of a four-one game, I, I don't question that decision at all. And talk knows his guys better than anybody else, so you know that's the decision they went with.
0: Next question, Derek Van Deuce, Post Media. Hi, uh, hey Jared. Uh, just staying on that topic with Kemper, um, I know he's kind of been frustrating to play against. He's played so well throughout the series. Did you guys do anything different today, or was it just a matter of keep putting pucks to the net, keep getting traffic in front, and eventually uh, the goals will come?
5: Well, that's the mentality for certain. You know, we gotta, we got to stay with it. And, you know, as cl- cliche as that sounds, it's the truth. I mean, the more... Um, shots and opportunities that you can create the better chances you have to score and you know traffic is important and getting to rebounds is important and um, special teams are big our power play was big tonight you look at the goals you know we get a couple good looks we know we got some dangerous shooters out there and then we sift a few to the net and, and jump on some rebounds and those are you know you have a numerical advantage at the net and um, you come up with a couple rebounds, the guy's battling in front and Kadri gets rewarded uh, I think twice on the power play and um, you know those are big goals for us and then we kind of start getting a little bit of confidence and you know so I, I like the stick-to-itiveness of, of our group and, and um, just trying to you know, not overcomplicate it because he's been, because Kemper's been so good in the series. I think you gotta, you know, continue to shoot the puck and get, get bodies there. Thanks, sir. Thank you.
4: We'll now take questions from Zoom. First question, Mike Chambers.
1: Jared,
5: kind
3: of the same question I asked Nate, uh, your start obviously was great. They didn't have a shot until like 10 minutes into the first period and you guys drew five of the seven penalties and Nate kind of said that he, he really didn't like their start or your start in games two and three, obviously that completely changed here in game four.
5: Yeah. Yeah. So well, I just going back to uh, game three, they had a better start than we did they they came at us early and the shots were 8-3 at one point we made it 8-5 and they they rattled off a few more but they were um, they had us on our heels a little bit and when we finished off the second period and third period of that game we were really pushing and skating and um, playing fast and you know the things that we're we're trying to do on a nightly basis really came to the forefront and we were down a goal we were pressing and they might have been sitting back a little bit but um, there was a lot of good stuff from all of our lines and we looked at it and um, wanted to kind of pick up where we left off like don't the desperation you know maybe isn't the right word but the sort of purpose that we played with late in that game we wanted to bring it to the start of this game, and I thought I thought we did a nice job. Like we were skating and um, supporting the puck well, and, and and you, you know, there was good work ethic to it, and pace to it and you know we end up earning some power plays and capitalize on them tonight and it's you know that's the difference a, a you know power play can make for you and our penalty kill has been really good uh power play now has been really good as well like we have we had i think one in the round rob we scored right when time was running out one in game three that scored right when time was running out we get rewarded with a couple tonight so uh, special teams have been a, a difference maker for us here to, in order to get some of these wins, and it certainly was tonight.
0: All right. So, and Jared Bednar's press conference goes on for a little bit while longer, but nothing really amazing after that. But two quick things to get to before we call it a day. One is I love Kale McCarr's demeanor in when he was asked about his teammates coming to his aid, and the question was asked. Uh, you know, how do you feel about and I'm paraphrasing? How do you feel about players coming to your aid after a dirty hit and he? Put the, the the fault on him For saying it really wasn't I mean he didn't say it wasn't a dirty hit but he said I put the the blame on me for putting myself in that situation in that where I was and it looked worse than it did and um but, still, you're happy that his teammates came to his defense. And you knew that they were going to in a play like that. Um, but it looked really bad. But I love his answer there. And two is, um, I owe Nazim Kadri an apology. Because I had no idea he has not logged a penalty minute this entire postseason. That includes the round robin. That, I guess, just shocked me. Just because of the way he plays... Um, You just assumed he had a penalty here and there, but not one. And his answer was, basically this team needs me on the ice more than they need me in the penalty box. And the reporter who asked the question even said, you know, not only are you not taking penalties, you're also drawing them. So he's playing smart hockey, and look what's happening. He's on the ice to make these plays and for us to talk about how well he is doing incredible so we'll see how it goes tonight hopefully Diaz can put this thing away and we move on to round two against I don't know who at this point so that will be it for today and uh, we'll see everybody tomorrow with somebody on the show I'm not sure yet who it will be but it will be somebody so see you tomorrow night let's put this thing away send Arizona home stay safe here's Jovi.
2: Go, Abs, go!